Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. My name's Chris, your host, the assistant director for CCA Cal. Today, we've got a very, very special guest, personally, one of my favorite people, Mr. Davey Brown, and uh, we'll be uh, talking to him shortly. But first, hey, I just want to say thank you guys so much for the warm welcome. We just launched the uh, podcast officially on all of our social media and all that good stuff. Really, really appreciate all the support and uh, really hope to grow this thing, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really fun. Don't forget, if you want to hear somebody specific or if you have a question that we'd like to answer, um, anything at all, make sure to send me an email, chrisa at ccacalifornia.org. Once again, my email is chrisa at ccacalifornia.org, and uh, we certainly would appreciate it. Also, don't forget... We have a website, ccacalifornia.org, for all of your information regarding CCA California. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at Coastal Conservation Association of California and Instagram, CCA California. Um, Also, since we launched, don't forget to leave a five-star review if you like it. Anyways, getting to Davey Brown. Davey, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. You, uh... I know we've 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 known each other for quite a bit. I think um, the first time I met you was at the ISC a couple, uh, yeah, the ISC show a couple years ago or yeah, so. Yeah, that could have been it up in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, which is actually going on right now. <laughs> I remember you kept coming by the booth and asking for my autograph. It was a little embarrassing, but fun. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, but Davy Brown, we'll get uh, we'll get to Okuma and Fish Lab and Soft Steel in a little bit, but. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What, uh, what's Davy Brown all about? I am just a guy who likes to fish. Born and raised in Southern California. I used to uh, pinhead on a couple of uh, boats down out of Long Beach. I used to work on the Annie B. Barge, if anybody remembers that, when it used to leave out of uh, Belmont Shore there at the Belmont Pier. I uh, just grew up fishing. My dad lived up in Big Bear, spent a lot of time trout fishing up there, uh, all the local boats, half day, three quarter day, overnighters. I uh, started at Okuma half a year life ago, so I've been there for 15 years already. Wow. Uh, yeah, I started there as a regional sales manager. I, uh, I'm in the marketing side now. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun. I just, anything around fishing. I've been kayak fishing for probably 25 years. I was one of the early adopters in that, uh, those crazy guys that would get out on a piece of plastic, you know, float tubing in my teens down in Newport Harbor in Long Beach. Uh, that was a long time ago. Nice. That was fun. But yeah, any, anywhere around water, you can find me. Nice. Nice. Very cool, man. I know, uh, actually, let, let's kind of dive into there. Um, you know, I've known you for a while as a kayak fisherman. You definitely enjoy it. You also were, I think, really the one that kind of taught me or at least got me into throwing the air rig, which I know you love doing too. Love I know. I know. We were actually just talking about that last week or two weeks ago about um, potentially throwing the air rig at Cedros. Oh, you of have all to. places. <laughs> yeah, you have to. If you want to get that thing chewed up, uh, that's the way to go. And don't be surprised if you come up with three calico bass, big calico bass at a time. I was going to say, have you done that at Cedros? Uh, yeah, I have, actually. It's, it's pretty <laughs> amazing. If you get up and around those kelp and those, uh, those calico bass are on the chew, yeah, there's, there's no doubt you're going to get two or three at a time sometimes. 
Nice. And I'm sure they're probably all massive too. You can get some good ones. Yeah, that's for sure. If you get a couple of big ones on there, you know, plan on going through some plastics and plan on going through some hay rigs. So bring a few extras down with you. Nice. Nice. And where, um, where do you, do you typically kayak fish up here in California? You know, I do everywhere. So I'll spend a lot of time mm. up at Silverwood. As a matter of fact, I even got my striped bass socks <laughs> on right now. I see that. <laughs> uh, spend a lot of time at the local lakes. A lot of time here at Lake Paris, uh, Silverwood, anywhere I can get out. Um, you know, I do sit on top kayak, uh, you know, so it's a pedal kayak. So you cannot go to places like Diamond Valley or Skinner, you know, anywhere that has uh, skin contact, you're not allowed to go into. But so on the lakeside, so anywhere that I can, anywhere I can get the kayak out, I'll be there. Uh, on the saltwater side, I used to spend a lot of time down in La Jolla, spent a lot of time in Mission Bay, San Diego Bay. You know, up here, I live in Orange County, so a lot of time in Dana Point, up and down the coast there. Newport Bay is like home water to me. I spent a lot of time in Long Beach uh, fishing the break wall. You'll see a couple knuckleheads out there fishing the break wall. I was going to say, I think I've seen plenty of videos of you at the break wall. I love the break wall. I'll fish it day. I'll fish it night from the kayak. It can get a little hairy there at night. But uh, it's, uh, it's a magical place, that's for sure. Nice, nice. Well, sticking with kayak fishing, you know, I've never really, I was actually thinking about this this morning. I don't think I've ever fished out of a kayak before. And I know, you know, it's, it's quite expensive, <laughs> for sure. Um, but also, it's, it's interesting. Do you have any recommendations or any, you know, I know that's kind of a loaded question, but any recs for like people just starting out or wanting to get into it at all? You know, nothing specific, you know, to take a line from Nike, just do it. Just get mm. out, get out and fish. You know, the gear that you have, take it with you, whatever you got. If you have some light trout setups, you know, even fishing, say, Newport Harbor, you know, a spinning setup will work perfect for you. Something like a 3,000 size reel, eight pound test, seven foot rod. It could be your trout setup. It could be a light inshore setup, but just something very basic. It's it. Can be very expensive. You know, the boats that we are running now have full electronics. They'll have a full bait take on it. Uh, you know, some of these kayaks are five, six thousand dollars now. You can get into some some lesser priced kayaks. Uh, it depends what you want, pedal or paddle, or even some of the motors nowadays. But you know, as far as gear wrecks, just grab a handful of plastics. Grab some uh, grab some grub baits. Grab some uh, <clears throat> excuse me paddle tail swim baits. And go out and have some fun. Go fish the pilings. Go uh, just fish the eelgrass beds. It's so magical. You know, a great place to start, if you happen to be in Southern California, start out in Mission Bay. Run out to Fiesta Island. You can drive out on the sand. You can launch your kayak right in the sand. There's a place called the Bowling Pin. Fish between the shore and the bowling pin and just throw some plastics. Throw some swim baits. Throw some crankbaits. It's a, it's a great place. Spotted bay bass. You're going to get halibut in there. You're going to get... Even some calico bass and sand bass. It's great. I was going to say, you know, a couple of years ago, yeah, I think a couple of years ago in 2020, we held some kayak fishing tournaments in the bays and all that. And, you know, Okuma and yourself, super, super supportive of all of our different events going on. I, I have to say I was on the mothership or the safety boat or whatever you want to call it um, a couple of times. And we often found you, not to give away your spots, but not, we often found you in some quite unique places. That's for sure. Yeah, I, you know, what's really cool about the kayak is you can get into some unique places. There's mm -hmm. some, uh, you know, there's obviously the SWBA and some other great indoor saltwater bass tournament series. But on the kayak, you can really get in tight some places that you cannot get. You know, some of the most underrated spots. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine, Brandon Cotton, who used to work at Okuma with me, he and I used to float tube quite a bit. But one of the real productive spots 
is like Newport Harbor if you go towards the back end of the docks. So not necessarily fishing the end of the docks out in the deeper water, but getting in towards the shallow side of it, right up against the seawalls. When that tide's high and it's moving, you want some tidal movement there, but on that shallower side on those pilings, they just don't get touched and they can be very productive. And you know, fishing that inshore, that inside side, you can really do that on the kayak and the float tube, the harder on the skiff or the boats. So, you know, getting into those unique spots, that's, uh, you know, that's one of the advantages of sitting on a piece of plastic. Nice. Nice. Very cool. And that actually makes sense where you've got, you know, you're not going as fast as a skiff or anything like, like that, but you have certainly a lot of mobility in, in where you go. Yeah, certainly. If you're, uh, you know, if you're on a paddle kayak and if, even if you have a pedal kayak, you always have a paddle with you, but you can really maneuver. You can get in tight. Of course, be respectful to people's boats out there. A lot of folks live on those boats. I get a bunch of knuckleheads out there who are bouncing lead heads off of people's boats and you know, gel coat doesn't necessarily like that, especially when you're around million dollar boats. Sure. Uh, but yeah, get in tight. You can fish it. It's a, it's a cool place. Very cool, man. Very cool. So most recently in 2019, I believe we started the Inland Empire chapter of CCA. And you're a big part of that. <laughs> we did. It's a, it's a cool experience. Uh, I became a part of it because Okuma is actually out in Ontario, California, part of the Inland Empire. You know, at Okuma, we've got uh, 11 lifetime members, a bunch of uh, yearly members on top of that. I happen to be a lifetime member as well. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be part of that Inland Empire team. I don't live in the Inland Empire. I live actually in Orange County. But since I'm working up there, I spend the majority of my day every day for the last 15 years up that way. And... You know, it's, it's not a coastal area, obviously, but we know that folks that live out in the Lake Elsinore area or just Ontario or Rancho or anywhere else, those guys are all saltwater fishermen as well. Yeah. And yeah. That's what CCA is all about, right? Is getting these guys fishing, supporting the coast and, uh, you know, out in the Inland Empire, taking care of those guys as well. Yeah. And since then I've been in the, I, you know, I guess semi-regularly um, with us having a chapter up there, there's a lot of saltwater anglers out there. You'd be surprised. There, there are a lot, and there's a few good clubs out there. The, what is it, the ISWAC? Yep, ISWAC is one of them. Which is the what, Inland Saltwater Anglers Association or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the Riverside Club of Saltwater or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a whole bunch. But, I you know, know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I to, can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then to, to show that, I mean, there's just that many anglers out there that want to saltwater fish and do. Just mm -hmm. because you live 35 miles, you know, out here in Lake Elsinore, you just pop over the uh, the road there, and you're right in Dana Point. So it's it's an easy access. Seems far, but it's right there. Yep, yep. So you serve as the vice president of the chapter. Very, very. I do. Yep, very um, productive chapter, and also um, you know big help with with all that you did for last year's banquet out there. Their very first one at the Okuma parking lot. That one was fun. That was a good time. That was uh, it was cool that we were able to do it we were uh you know as the chapter we were going between the parking lot over at the accurate facility over here in corona or the uh, okuma facility and we ended up at okuma which was awesome it worked out great we've got a big large parking lot area big tented area there uh, we had the restrooms this year we went with that Oktoberfest theme which was uh, which was a lot of fun uh you know some good like german style food we had some good pretzels we had all kinds of good stuff uh the turnout you know unfortunately happened to be right during a covid time but we still had, what, 120-ish people that came to that event. Uh, lots yeah. of great prizes, baskets. Shay from Stoked on Fishing was our speaker, and he, uh, he talked to us a little bit. It was, uh, it was really cool. Fun experience. Yeah, and to give you kind of a sense at how much Okuma's bought into CCA, um, last year, well, David, you want to tell the story about the first responders? Yeah, so, you know, 
we've got a lot of first responders that come out to the Okuma facility, or they did when we were open to the public anyway. But they would come on out. They would support us. Uh, you know, twice a week, we'd have a giant fire engine that would pull up outside. All the firemen would come in. Uh, the Ontario Police Department would always stop on by. Just great supporters of Okuma. So giving back, we wanted to support these guys as well. So what we did was we did a, that if your station happened to buy a table, Okuma would then purchase an additional table. What did we, we like maybe an additional seven tables or something, five, five to seven tables yeah. on top of what Quite the first responders bought. So, you know, out of our 16 or 17 tables that we had purchased out there, you know, another five or six were first responders. It was, it was a great little program. Yeah, it was certainly was it. Um, unfortunately that day because first responders the nature of their business they ended up getting called so turnout wasn't quite you know not all those people did show up but we were certainly grateful to have the ones that did it show was up great yeah you know we talking to those guys afterwards you know as you mm-hmm. mentioned they are first responders so if there's a car accident a fire those are the guys that are going to be there and there happened to be a couple of big things going on that night of course it was a saturday so busier time for all the first responders anyway, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it was, it was great. It was, it was a good program to have. Those guys were excited. Hopefully we can do something similar this upcoming year. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this year, you know, to all of our chapter banquets, IE being included. Um, you know, this year we've kind of transitioned out of the Oktoberfest theme, but we're doing a beer fest. That's going to be really, really fun. I'm excited about the beer fest. You know, Inland Empire is not necessarily known as a big mecca for, breweries but dude it's a big mecca for breweries there's breweries up and down the 15 freeway in through corona Mm -hmm. there's wineries everywhere but it's gonna be fantastic man i'm excited yeah yeah me too that's gonna be october 1st of this year so a little bit of time to go but i know we just had our first planning meeting last week i think about it and i'm already super pumped for it we are (laughs) super pumped you know one of the big supporters has been that skyland brewery over Mm -hmm. there in corona right off of uh what is that main street i think it is Mm mm-hmm uh, Skyland Brewery, they're, you know, they, they stepped up. They gave us a bunch of beer last year. I'm sure they're going to do the same. We actually have our first quarterly meeting coming up on uh, March 31st at Skyland. So if anybody out there is listening and they want to stop on by, we've got uh, Todd Manser. He's uh, one of the Okuma product testers and pro staffer. He's going to be there talking yellowtail fishing and white sea bass, you know, spring fishing. That's what we all do. Todd Manser, if you don't know him, he's a, he's a commercial swordfish guy, but his family is part of the family that runs Dana Wharf sport fishing down there. So he's grown up in Southern California. He knows that fishery like the back of his hand. He's going to be a fun speaker. We just had him out at the, uh, uh, was it ammo brothers? Mm -hmm. He did a guest speaking spot out there and talked about fishing mag bay. And it was just a captive audience. It's, it's such a, such a good time. Really cool guy. Really cool. Yeah. I, uh, you know, thank you for mentioning that because I was about to say that. But March 31st, guys, Skyland Aleworks in Corona, I believe. Yep. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I know last year or two years ago, I think, um, we had Dave Hansen. He was fun. It was really cool. Lively crowd, all that. Looking forward to this year's. Dave Hansen is a goofball, but he puts on <laughs> a good little expo. And he had, uh, you know, he had a lot of, lot of people there. And captive little audience. This year, we're planning on doing a bunch of giveaways as well from the CCA. I know Okuma is going to step up and donate some prizes. Um, you know, CCA always gives away a great selection of prizes from all their sponsors as well. So it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Absolutely. And I think they have beer there, so I'm just I'm not yeah. positive. Um, I would hope so, considering that True. they're a brewery. True. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it's uh, it, it's unbelievable the amount of support that we've seen from Okuma and all of our different sponsors as well. So really, really fortunate to have everyone backing us because we can't do it alone. 
We certainly can't. We can't. You know, that, that Inland Empire chapter, I want to say there's uh, six or seven of us that are on that board. Um, Al, Al Barker's the, the president, myself is the vice, and then, you know, we've got several great people that are, that are helping us out as well. But, you know, we're always looking for more. So if you happen to be in the Empire and you want to be part of the CCA, California, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a IE versus the rest of the territories. It's all about California, California fishing. You know, there's a lot going on right now with CCA, as you all know, the carb emissions, uh, big deals happening. There's, you know, there's, everybody wants to shut us down, right? So what we're trying to do is keep fishing. Like I said, I've been, I'm 48 years old. I've been fishing for 47 of those years out here in Southern California. I want to, I want to keep going. Yeah, as do I, and as do all of us too, for sure. And um, you're right, we're, you know, we have seven local chapters in California, all kind of working together, all for the same cause, and trying to, um, you know, steer the steer the same way. Yeah, um, for sure, pretty much. And what I was, you know, what I was going with that, I guess. And so, if you're in the Inland yeah. Empire and you want to be a part of that, you know, reach out to Chris, reach out to myself. Uh, you know, we're happy to have you on board. <clears throat> we're always looking for more board members and more ideas and more industries. You don't have to be working in the fishing industry. I happen to, but you know, the other guys that are on the board don't. So, you know, anybody that we can get to help us out is uh, awesome. We can always use it. And they're a fun time. Yeah. Fun group. Yeah. The seminars are always a really good time. I mean, we have plenty of charters as well and, and all that stuff. And speaking of charters, we just announced we're having an, a new members charter for the IE chapter, May 6th and 7th. Awesome. El Dorado. It's going to be a lot of fun. We, we got to do that last year. You know, you don't have to be a, a member to go join that charter. It's called the new member charter. Of course, we're looking for new members for California. Uh, last year, we did that on the Pride out of Dana Point. Uh, we had a great turnout. Fishing was really good. Really good for some of us. Like, really good. <laughs> uh, this year is going to be out in the El Dorado out of Long Beach. Uh, it's another great boat. I'm sure we'll head to San Clemente Islands. You know, hopefully the white sea bass and yellowtail will be around at that time. That May time frame can be phenomenal out there. And heck, who knows? <laughs> the way it's going, there could be some bluefin along the way. I know. There could be some yellowfin. I mean, heck, who knows? And what Davey was referring to uh, earlier about some of us having really good fishing, you were the jackpot winner last year with a massive yellowtail. Ah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I did get lucky enough to get a, a good one on the yo-yo. I love fishing the yo-yo. It's so stinking effective. But... Uh, that was, you know, we cut down there and the, the captain yelled down and said, you know, there's, there's some fish down deep. I went and grabbed the yo-yo jig, dropped it straight down. About the third crank I was bit. Uh, luckily enough, that was the, uh, that ended up being the big fish of the trip. It was close. There were some, some big fish. I, I forgot what it was, like 31 pounds or something like that. But there was a lot of fish right in that 30-pound range. It was, it was cool. Yeah, and I will say with the jackpot and all that stuff, you actually donated it back to CCA. So I do. To I'm, you. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. You know, we <laughs> we get the opportunity to fish quite a bit, especially in the position that I work with Okuma. So you know, putting that back and giving it to CCA, of course. Actually, I, I donated half of it to the crew because they were excellent on the boat, and then the rest went True. to CCA. And you know, I'm I'm always happy to do that. Absolutely, and you know, all the charters. I always say like the charters that we do with CCA with all of our other chapters and all that. It's not really like you don't have that one guy who sits in the corner and is just bringing everyone else's mood down or anything like that. Yeah, Darren couldn't make it this year, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, you know, I forgot to mention the first uh, couple episodes, but we have a person who's a big part of the CCA Cup podcast, Darren Kryle. He's part of the Inland Empire chapter who's uh, sitting here with us all the time. Darren, I don't know if your mic is on, but if you uh, want to say hello. How's it going? Yep, so that's Darren. So anyway, back to, uh, to Davey Brown. Um, last year, last year's charter, it was awesome. 
It was. And I'm excited. You know, the amount of raffle prizes and just giveaways that were on that boat was was awesome. Yeah. You know, Okuma did a bunch, but so did everybody else. Everybody stepped up. If you didn't walk away with two or three pieces of swag, you kind of missed out. Yeah, and it's all limited load too, especially this year with the El Dorado being a bigger boat, and I think we're only limiting it to 25 guys. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. a lot of awesome. real space. Yeah, and Okuma has been gracious enough to sponsor the trip again, so thank you for that. Of course, we're excited to do it. You know, we're going to give out line to all the anglers. You're probably going to walk away with some fish lab jigs, and, uh, you know, of course, the raffle prizes on top of that. I'm sure we'll do some rods, some reels, and, of course, everything CCA kicks in. you got a really good chance of walking away with some really cool stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just as a reminder, this year's trip is going to be May 6th and 7th, departing on the 6th out of Long Beach Sport Fishing on the El Dorado. And you can actually go on our website, ccacalifornia.org, and book your spot today. Like I said, limited load, so spots are going to go quick. Sure hope to see you there, for sure. That's a Friday night, right? Friday night, fish Saturday? Yep, Friday night, fish Saturday. Get off work, head down to Long Beach, and uh, you're there. You're fishing with us, which is going to be a fun trip. Let's uh, switch gears here. You represent Okuma, Okuma Fishing USA and all that. You want us to give us the, the elevator pitch? I know Okuma does a really, I mean, it, it does so much for CCA California in terms of sponsorship, in terms of, they're actually a founding sponsor too. We are one of the founding sponsors of CCA California. We're, we're proud to be a part of that. Uh, we've been a, a, a sport fishing manufacturer based in California for, I think this is our 26th year here in the United States. Uh, Okuma is actually a Taiwanese company. They used to produce OEM products. So some of the reels you probably have in your arsenal from when you were growing up were built by Okuma, but they would have a, a competitor's name on it, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> um, but th- so they've been around as Okuma for 26 years in the United States. It's uh, really cool. One of the flagship reels that you're going to see on most of the boats now is the Makaira lever drag reels. You know, phenomenal reels. Those reels actually just had their 10th year anniversary last year. So it's amazing how fast time is time is going. Wow, 10 years. It's, yeah, it goes quick. <laughs> but Okuma's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun place to work. I know you mentioned I'm uh, one of the representatives. I'm actually the senior marketing specialist for the company. I started off, as I mentioned earlier, as one of the sales reps. I do get to travel the country. I do a lot of the filming for Okuma. We do a lot of the how-to videos. Uh, you know, Jonathan's the other guy in the marketing department. He and I will usually travel the country and, and get a lot of the video work done. It's, it's fun. Marketing's a, it's a fun side. It's more of the glamorous side than sitting down with our retailers, which I do miss that quite a bit as well. We've got, especially here in Southern California, but everywhere in the country, you know, the, the buyers and the, the retailers are awesome people. Just to sit down and hear their stories. You think of so much that you do yourself fishing, but... Now I'm at a retailer up in Minnesota and we're talking about ice fishing, man. I'm a kid born and raised in Southern California where it's going to be 78 degrees out here January 21st today. And these guys are at minus six, uh, cutting a hole in some ice. So it's, it's neat to experience the different parts of the world as well. I was going to say that's kind of, I mean, with being in marketing with Okuma and all that stuff, it's not just in Southern California. It's all over the place that you kind of have to go to and you get to go experience some new fisheries, I bet. We do. You know, Okuma's a, a big company. There's, uh, you know, all the competitors that are out there, but Okuma's a little bit of something to everybody. Uh, you know, we, we produce, you know, we're one of the largest salmon and steelhead rod manufacturers for the Pacific Northwest. If you get up to the Midwest, the line counters are the king in that market for your uh, walleye trolling and salmon trolling. You get up in the Northeast, we're one of the top brands for surf rods. You get down into Florida, we've got a full selection for Florida. On the bass side, you know, we've, we've getting back into that real big. I think we've got four or five new rods of uh, 
lines of bass rods. We've got the new Hakai baitcast reel that launched at iCast last year. That thing right there is a game changer in itself. Hmm. But it's, it's a little of something to everybody. You know, California, easy to think about with the Komodo and the Makaira and the Kavala and the new Alijo that's about to hit again, thinking that that's our big market. But we, you know, we're all around the country. So we've got to get out there. We're a small bunch of people. Our entire management staff at Okuma is about seven or eight people. They're all diehard fishermen. Doug Lasco's the president. He, uh, he's also a board member for California, right? Yep, CCA. state board member, also part of the executive committee. He's part well. of the executive committee for CCA, so he's traveling the country with CCA, talking good CCA stuff, but he's the president. He's a diehard fisherman. We're all diehard fishermen. So, you know, we're a small enough company. We're a large company, but we're a small enough company that if something comes up and we need to zig when we should have zagged on a product or if there's something that needs to happen, maybe there's a lineup of rods that's missing a particular action. You know, we can, we can bend and make that happen pretty quickly, which is nice. Very cool. Uh, you know, we were kind of going into products there and all that. I know last year you let me borrow a couple of Makairas on a trip, a bluefin trip. And I tell you, man, those were, those were bulletproof. I mean, I pull on, I think two 60 to 70 pound fish with the 20, the Makairas 20 and the 30. I mean, it's like, catching a bass on those things they're awesome it really is that that reel when those came out that was an absolute game changer for that lever drag market with the pull bar drag system you have no pressure so you you can go to full and still have you know complete free spool on that thing the drag on those is phenomenal right you can get what 100 plus pounds of drag on those larger size reels uh, you know you were talking about that 60 to 80 pound stuff you can catch those on those little 10 size Makairas. There's, there's enough drag and enough pressure and they're so well built that it's just a game changer. I know a lot of big sport fishing boats out here in Southern California are actually going to the Makairas as their boat setups, which is awesome to see. I was just about to say, I think I don't think I've ever seen so many Makairas on the sport boats last year than ever before. It's great. You know, <laughs> of course, with everything going on in the world right now, the shipping, you know, we talk about mm -hmm. all this and containers and lead times and everything else, but it's so hard to get product right now that we're just waiting. But, you know, we've got hundreds and hundreds of Makairas that are on the way. They're actually on the water. That should be here real quick. But most of that stuff is pre-sold. It's, it's awesome. It's retailers want it. They can't get enough. It's a, it's a good problem to have. Funny story about that. So last year, I think like in August or something, and it was right in the middle of when the supply chain, I mean, we're still kind of in it right now, but the supply chain issues were kind of front and center of all the media and all that. And we did a kid's trip out of Long Beach, and it was kind of funny sitting next to you and just basically pointing out saying, yeah, that ship has Makairas, that's got my Kavalas, all that stuff. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's, it was nuts. <laughs> we had, what, at one point there was 150 boats sitting offshore there just yeah. waiting to get some spots. You know, it's, uh, you know, of course, that was facetious pointing out there's some Makairas and there's some Kavalas and whatever over there, but... Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're running, we're still running about an eight-month lead time. So when I place an order for, for the new Komodo reels, you know, it's eight months by the time. So if I place it right now, we're not getting that stuff till August or September. It's just a crazy time. And that's just the supply chain. That's for everybody out there, mm -hmm. all, all competitors of ours. Um, you know, just about everybody's building overseas. So it's, it doesn't matter where it's coming from, Japan, China, Taiwan. It's, uh, it's long lead times. Um, if you see it at your store, buy it. That's what it comes down to. I was going to say, I've been kind of recommending all of my friends and, and everyone that's close to me saying, hey, if you want gear this year or if you want some new gear for the summer and all that stuff and you see it, you got to take it up. You do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we're slowly getting caught up on the Okuma side, which has been great. We were able to actually forecast pretty well this last year. We would get, you know, maybe three containers a month 
on you know pre-pandemic uh, this year we've been getting about three a week mm. so far, which is you know that's a lot of containers of product coming yeah. in. Like I said, a lot of that stuff is pre-sold, so we're able to fill the pipeline quite a bit all around the country, which has been great. But yeah, get it if you're in the store and you see it, get it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know at the, I think maybe back in August as well, um, I went on a two-day trip. I called you up saying, hey, either me or someone else, uh, basically, I needed a new setup for a two-day trip coming up and all that stuff. And, you know, luckily, you're, you're a good friend of mine. You uh, you basically came through with that. And you actually got me a Kavala. And I tried it out. I've been trying it out. Really, really cool, cool little reel. And, it, you know, it's got all of, almost like the bells and whistles, kind of like Makaira. But, I mean, you, you can do it for smaller fish or even bigger fish, too. Those Kabbalahs are awesome little reels. They're so compact. There's only, you know, there's only four sizes within that whole series. There's the five, there's a five narrow, which is about the width of your thumb. Then there's the 12 and the 12 narrow. So it's, you know, that's it. And of course there's left hand as well in that series, but little tiny machined aluminum lever drags. They're fantastic reels. And then the big one this year, you know, we've tried to release it for two years is the new Alijos reel. Mm. So that thing, I know you mentioned the mini Makaira, but this new Alijos reel is actually the mini Makaira. It's, we went back and reworked it. We, we brought them out. We found some issues right away, so we stopped production. We went back and completely retooled that reel, and it is now a, literally a mini Makaira. It's the same sizes. There's actually a 5, a 12, and a 16 in that series, but it's you know I, we call it the mini Makaira because it actually now has the thrust bearing in it, which wow. is one of the big things that the Makairas have that sets it apart from other competitors, but uh, this little this little Lijos reel has the thrust bearing. It's Cool. I mean, imagine a Makaira in that little tiny five size. That's awesome. Super light, super compact, tremendous amount of drag. But, you know, we're hoping to get those here in the next few weeks. I, I think, was just uh, about to ask. Uh, yeah, I think by, by the end of February, you should see them in all retailers that uh, ordered them at least. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're getting close, and it's something that we're excited about. I know I get – I cover all the social media for Okuma as well, so questions that come through. If you ever have any questions, feel free to DM them over, and I'll answer them. Any questions that ever get answered come across my fingers, but – the questions about the uh, Alijos reels that come across are awesome. There's some excitement. Nice. And you'll probably want to get those before they're all gone too. Yeah, they'll probably go fairly quick. You know, I'm sure we didn't order super heavy on that just because it was such a delayed product. But, uh, you know, all your key Southern California retailers will have them. They've all ordered them and there's, there's a lot of excitement. Very cool, man. And a part of Okuma, you also have two other brands, Fish Lab and Soft Steel. Tell us a little bit about those. We do. So Okuma is our parent company, Rods and Reels. Um, this two years ago, I guess now we actually acquired Soft Steel USA, which was uh, for you long range guys. That's uh, Tony Garza's old line company. We uh, we've been working with Tony for quite a few years. He's been one of our product testers. He was on part of that product testing team for the Makaira. Um, but he was, you know, he's ready to retire. He just wants to go fishing. That guy is on the water more than anybody I know. He's got so many ten days and sixteen days on the Intrepid, on the you know so many different boats, but. Anyway, so he's ready to retire. He wants to fish. Uh, he was going to sell the soft steel line, and we said, hey, what a perfect combo, right? We've got the reels that we need out there. Why not acquire a line company? You know, a lot of it was a little bit more selfish than anything else, that we know that we can get our stuff spooled out. We can combo up some sales, which is which is great. But the stuff that we came up with has been awesome. We've been working with Tony. The one big key product that was introduced last year was that stretchable fluorocarbon. So fluorocarbon, as you know, doesn't have any stretch to it, um, very abrasion resistant, but no stretch. So when you're fishing a lot of these big bluefin tuna that have been happening in Southern California, you can rip those hooks out. Get, uh, you know, that, especially on a circle hook, the side of the mouth, you can wear a hole, that thing can come out. But with mm-hmm. that new fluoro stretch line, you get a little bit of give. That's the one big thing. A lot of long rangers, 
have always been just using monofilament over fluorocarbon leaders because you have that stretch. And the, that fluoro stretch has that stretch. It's, it's phenomenal. You can really button down your hooks. I think you get 25% more hook strength just because of the, uh, the line being able to stretch and really cinch down those knots. It's, uh, it's cool stuff. And that stretch really does make a difference too. <laughs> it really does. You think about your heavy hook sets or if you're out mm -hmm. deep and long line, especially on braid where you know, you're know you using a short leader. I'm a short leader guy. I'm usually using about a, a rod length. So I, I you know seven to 10 feet of, of leader. That braid obviously has no stretch. So when those big fish hit it and they hit it hard, a lot of times you're gonna get a break off and you know it happens but if you have got that a little bit of a shock leader on there like that fluoro stretch it, it just makes a tremendous amount of difference very cool man very cool and then on the fish lab sorry so then yeah, on the fish lab side so that's our bait company we actually created that absolutely from scratch uh coming about three years ago now we used to uh be the distributor of savage gear i know you had uh, kevin nakata on a couple weeks back mm -hmm. but uh, we we parted ways with those guys a few years ago and we created our own bait company called Fish Lab Tackle. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun for us. It's, uh, you know, starting out, it was mostly bass. The product development manager is Michael Bennett, Mike Bennett. He's, uh, you know, the hog, what does he call himself? The hog whisperer, the hog, <laughs> hog something, hog tamer. Yeah. I don't know, but he's a, he's a big swim bait guy. He's been a Southern California swim bait guy for absolutely years. Big striper, big largemouth bass. He's got a lot of double digit bass. So everything we introduced right away was was primarily for that bass market, big swim baits, big glide baits. Uh, then the second year, we introduced a bunch of uh, saltwater baits. We've got stuff like the Carnata jigs, flutter jigs, slow pitch jigs. Um, then this this last year, so the 2021 ICAST, I guess it was, we came up with a bunch of stick baits. We've got all these surface baits. I know I fished them a little bit on the kids trip and we were just getting absolutely whacked out there, but they've accounted for a lot of big yellowfin tuna. There's some big poppers out there for the big bluefin guys. There's some phenomenal baits. So I was going to say, you know, I think, I think it's been, <laughs> been said on this podcast for sure. You know, I, I switched almost primarily to art, artificial baits, a lot of hard yep. baits, stick baits, and all that stuff. Um, the, those Coronado jigs, I've used them a couple times. Those things work, man. They do. It's, uh, you know, flat file style, sorry, pardon me, flat fall style <laughs> jigs have been so popular over the last mm -hmm. couple of years that you wanted something with some erratic fall to it. it. It was the thing a couple years ago. It's still the thing. This year went more knife jigs than anything else, but mm -hmm. those, uh, those Carnadas, they give off such a, a wide kick when you're dropping that thing down. Basically, you just pitch it out and you let it fall, and uh, erratic fall, will they flutter out. When they flutter out and they get that real big wide kick, you're spending more time in the fish zone. So like a knife jig falls fast. You say your fish are in that uh, 20 to 30 fathoms, so they got you know, 60 feet wide of fish. Um, you want as much. You want your jig to be in there as much time as possible. If you drop a knife jig, dropping that 60 feet could last you about two seconds on a straight heavy jig. But on a on a Carnata jig, a flat fall style jig, an erratic jig, you're going to spend more time. That thing kicks out. It wiggles through. It might take 10, 15 seconds, 20 seconds even to get down through that through that wad of fish. And those fish are just looking for something that looks like it's wounded. And that's exactly what those things do. Great point there. Spending more time in the in basically that zone when that uh, when the skipper always tells you, okay, guys, you know, twenty fathoms, thirty fathoms, or two hundred feet, or whatever. Especially in this bluefin uh, era, that's pretty important. They are. Those fish are on the move, right? They're not. You know, they 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 radar sonar down there and they see those fish at uh, sixty fathoms. Those fish aren't just hanging out. They're not. You know, those bluefin aren't just sitting there waiting for some bait to go by their face. 
They're actually on the move. Those things are moving. That's why those boats got the side scan because those schools of fish are just on the move the whole time. But as those as those schools are coming through, you know, it might be, you know, six as I mentioned, sixty feet deep of fish, but it might be sixty yards wide. So there's a lot of fish in those schools. You know, it could be bigger than that. You've seen some of those things that are just gigantic schools of fish. But the more time your bait can spend in that zone when those fish are swimming by, the better. If it just zips by their face and they don't see it, you know, it could be a little more difficult. But, uh, you know, it, it, it happens to be the hot baits right now. Nice. And could you, do those Coronado jigs come in different sizes or is it just one size They right do. Now? They come from a, uh, I want to say there's an 80 gram up to a 300 gram. Those bigger 250s and 300s come rigged with that big Mustad hook on it. A lot of guys will add a couple stinger hooks to them. Um, but they're, uh, they're great. You know, the one exciting bait that we introduced this last year is called the BioFlyer. Did you see that thing by chance? Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. So <laughs> everybody knows the, uh, the flying baits uh, using the frozen flyers, uh, the yummies. There's so many great artificials out there. But getting the, uh, the, the flying fish now, you can't net them anymore. They changed the regulations where you actually have to catch them like on a sabiki rig, which, you know, catching flying fish on a sabiki rig is <laughs> pretty darn tough. Yeah. So it's, it's a little difficult. You can buy them at, what, 40 or 50 bucks for a frozen flyer. Um, there's lots of people out there that get them. They sell them. And 40, 50 bucks a piece for one piece of bait, that's nuts. But for a fish of a lifetime, heck, I'd pay 50 bucks. Yeah. So this bio true. flyer that Fish Lab came out with, it's actually a little harness that's got mylar wings that stick out and it looks exactly like a flying fish. So you can go get yourself a scoop of mackerel, jig up some mackerel, you can uh, you attach this little set with a little rubber band, little pin system, and it attaches right to your, right to your mackerel or mullet if you're on the East Coast, you're fishing for uh, sailfish, but you attach that right to your mackerel and now you got a flyer. It's so cool. They're gonna run you about 10 bucks, <laughs> but 10 bucks instead of 60 bucks, it's nuts. That's so cool. And I just noticed on the website, it's out of stock. <laughs> oh, they're not. Yeah, so they haven't shown up yet. So it's a brand new okay. thing for iCast. That first shipment, I want to say we're a few weeks out on that. They actually could be on the water now as well. But as we're getting into this bluefin season, um, you know, this is going to be a key player right here. It's, it's something we're very excited about. The testing has been phenomenal on these things. They're drawing in big strikes. And I'm excited to be able to release some of the footage of these just monsters coming out of the water. You ever seen a Volkswagen come out of the water? Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. You know, I will, I'll look that up on YouTube all day, every day, and it's super, super exciting, no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's very cool, man. I mean, it's basically almost like a set of wings for, you know, a macro or anything. That's exactly exactly what it is. <laughs> That's pretty unique. And you just rig it to your kite or your balloon, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you happen to be doing, and it looks just like a flyer skitter. You know, the, the cool thing is you're using a live bait. You can yeah. use a dead mackerel, but you can use a live mackerel. So that live mackerel, as it's kind of popping and wiggling on the surface there as a you know mackerels do they're nuts man they're going crazy and splashing this thing draws in some big strikes from down below it's, it's pretty cool it's exciting that's awesome man so you know obviously we talked about the bio flyer and a couple other jigs and all that david brown when you're going we'll start with tuna the big bluefin and all that but when you're going tuna fishing this year in 2022 what are you bringing what's your go-to setup i am going to so I, i'll bring i'll bring several things yeah. i'll so like if I'm going to bring, say, five setups on the boat, I will always have a couple of Komodos with me. I'll have some Komodo 350 and 450s. Those are our low-profile uh, reels. You know, you're talking 25 to 30 pounds of drag out of those little guys. They've accounted for several big tuna themselves. I know the captains, people cringe, and, you know, there's the <laughs> Tranks, there's the Lexa, there's the Komodo. There's several out there. But those things are awesome. You know, you come across some kelp patties and you got some big yellow tail around or even some of the fish that are around the kelp patties. 
using that Komodo can be just a game changer. You can cast that thing a mile, get it out there, throw the iron, have some fun. Next thing I'm gonna bring is the star drag reel. So I usually have the Tesoro, either the 10 or the 12, um, both exact same diameter. One's just a little bit wider than the other. Um, you know, depends what I grab. If I'm in the mm -hmm. garage, I grab one or the other. Uh, both of them are gonna work phenomenal. They both got the same amount of drag. I wanna say 22 pounds out of those guys. But that's gonna be for throwing iron, throwing some live bait. And then I'll have a couple of lever drag reels with me. If I know there's gonna be some big bluefin around, I'll bring that 20 and that 30. Those will be my, uh, my flutter style jig setup. So those Carnadas. Or uh, I also fish the sinker rig quite a bit. That's been a, a great setup for this, this as well. You know, that's gonna have 130 pound braid with however big of a leader I wanna put on there. If the captain tells you 80 pounds, don't go less than 80 pounds. They tell you 100 pounds, go, don't go less than 100 pounds. But have it set up, be ready to go. Um, you know, and if, if, it's, if it's more local fun fish, if it's that 50, 60 pound stuff we're seeing around, I'll grab those uh, Kavalas, that five mm -hmm. size, that's, that's perfect for that. Plenty of drag, plenty of capacity. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the PCH rods, which are just bulletproof. The PCH rods have been incredible for Okuma. These are our Southern California's PCH, obviously named after the street because it's a it's our coastal <laughs> series. There's inshore, there's offshore, um, and of course our rail rods. So like that 20 and that 30, I'll have those pinned on to the 3X. That 20 I usually have on the 3X rod, that 30 I'll have on that uh, 4X rod. Stout rods. You know, nowadays everybody's fishing the rail, so let that rod do the work for you. There's nobody's using harnesses anymore. You'll see a, a couple of the older anglers that still do the harness, and man, that's so comfortable. <laughs> but everybody's fishing the rail, so you're on one knee, you're bent down, but let that rod do the work. And those those PCH rods have been awesome for that. You know, so with the twenty and the thirty Makaira, realistically, I mean twenty. You know, on the twenty level, you could probably go up to say what. 80, 80, almost 100-pound fish? On that 20 size? Yeah. Well, you're catching super cows. I mean, guys are getting 300-pounders on those things. On wow. that 20 size, there's, what is there, 750 yards of a 100-pound braid on that thing? Yeah. That's a lot of line. I mean, think how <laughs> think how far, was that a quarter mile or something? Yeah. <laughs> that 20, that's that's a big reel. That 30 is even a bigger reel. Um, I'm going the 30 just because I have a little bit heavier diameter line on it and then dropping those big bluefin. You know, there's been some fish over 400 pounds that came up last year. So you, you just never know. But that, that 20, you know, in that comfortable 150 to 250 pound range, that 20 is plenty for you. And it's kind of, it's almost deceiving where, you know, because you have the Makara series goes up to a, th One, no, 130. a 130. I mean, that, that's a whole lot of reel for fish. That's a lot of reel. You know, if you go up to, um, what is it? PEI, Prince Edward Island, up in the mm -hmm. northeast. Those guys are catching those 1,000-pound bluefin. Mm -hmm. You see the guys on TV that have the rod on the bent butt. It's in the rail the whole time, and they're hand-lining. You know, that's the size they're fishing is that either the 80 or the 130. That's a big, that's a big reel. Mm -hmm. And especially for the deep-drop guys out here in Southern California now, they're looking for that, uh, you know, 50 wide would be your absolute minimum, but that 80 is very not uncommon. So when it comes to our local fishing here in Southern California for the big bluefin, that 20 size, I mean, it's 20 size is, is your go-to pretty much. I, I like that 20. It's still small mm -hmm. enough that it's very comfortable. It's got such a free mm -hmm. spool that if you're fishing uh, some bigger sardines, you can, you can get that bait out just a little bit further. It, the, you know, the free spool on things fantastic. You don't want any drag on your bait as it's swimming away, especially if you're fishing live baits. You don't want any drag. Let that, let that bait get out from the boat. Those fish are not necessarily sitting right under the corner. Uh, you know, look where that captain or, or the deckhand is actually throwing that bait. If they're chumming in the back left corner, you know, head towards that back left corner, let your bait sail, get it as close to that chum, because those fish know that that's, that's what's happening. It's like 
Pavlov's dogs, right? They're, they're hearing that splash. They know a bait's going to land there. So if you can get your bait as close to that as possible, do it. Mm-hmm. Those Machiris have so much uh, free spool that you can, you can actually do that. It's great. Yeah. So your bread and butter, I want to say it's, it's pretty much bass fishing. I know I've seen you with plenty of big calicos and spotties and all that stuff. Am I right? I bass love, fishing? I love, <laughs> I, well, I, I love that bass fishing. You know, I, I've never got into the SWBA stuff. I used to fish the Plastic Navy events, which was the kayak events mm-hmm. uh, back in the, like, say, late 90s, where we'd be two to 300, 400 anglers out there at some of those events. It was a little early in the kayak scene at that point. It kind of died off for a minute, and now it's just booming again, but... I love that calico fishing. I know you and Kevin talked a lot about Cedros. Uh, I've been down there with Jeff uh, doing the kayak thing, which is what you guys got to go do. You got to go do the kayaking down there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Jeff and I, Jeff's a big kayaker as well. We Last time I was down there, we had a, a good group of fishermen that were all kayaks. So we didn't do any skiff trips at all, but we would load up those kayaks, take them to the backside of the island. We would load them up on the skiffs and, uh, you know, on the pongas and actually run them up and down the coast and then launch them. But there was one day where Jeff and I, we got into the thickest kelp bed I've ever seen. The two guys that were with us happened to be from Texas. They went off and they were chasing some little yellowtail around, having a good time. But Jeff and I, we pulled up. He's got the big Hobie kayaks. We actually pulled up the drives and just let the wind push us across the top of the kelp. So we were what's called potholing. So we would tie on our swim baits and you come across just a little opening in the kelp, just drop down and BAM! Those calicos would, sorry if I scared whoever's listening there, but those things would just come out and crush your plastics. And we were deep. There was no chance you were going to put your, your drive back in and pedal back. So you let that wind push you all the way across. And we're talking hundreds of yards of kelp. Just, you're talking kelp that has never seen an angler. It's never seen a bait. Those fish had no reason to be scared of anything. You can, if you had a big enough opening, you could look down and see the calicos nosing out of the kelp. It was so incredible. Experience that you'll never have anywhere else. Isn't it exciting down there? It's awesome. It. <laughs> this could almost be a Cedros podcast with the amount of Cedros talk we've had. Get some fresh tortillas <laughs> at that little tortilla factory. Yep. Go back to the house. I know Kevin talked all about the food, but holy moly. Yeah, for sure. Let's end this thing early and go now. Yeah, exactly. two hours. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. When it comes to bass fishing, I know, um, you know, I, I got my first Komodo just a couple years ago. Um, by way of you, so thank you. Um, those Komodos, I love them, especially on my jig stick and, and almost anything. They're awesome little reels. You know, that Komodo SS, it's built for saltwater. The SS, of course, is stainless steel, so it's got a stainless steel main gear, pinion gear, and drive shaft. It is, it is a saltwater reel. It comes in that 200 size, which is going to be your perfect little bass size. Then there's also that 350 and that 450 size. Those 200s, that's, that's what I'm fishing when I'm doing all my bay stuff. So if I'm throwing that A-rig, if I'm throwing deep crankbaits in the harbors, any swim baits, that 200 is perfect. And it's still got 20 pounds of drag. It's, they're awesome. Yeah, I've got the 4 Series, and I take that thing everywhere I go. Yeah, um, they're, they're great. You know, we, we're not afraid to throw those things at tuna. You know, that mm-hmm. bigger reel, I've got one here in front of me, and if it's got 50-pound braid on it. You know, you're still getting 350-ish yards of of line on there that's a that's a lot of line plenty of capacity and that thing's got 30 pounds of drag or 25 pounds of drag out of that reel it's it's crazy yeah and i know uh for my for for our island trip hopefully on the el dorado i'm bringing that oh heck yeah i'll have, a, I'll have sure. probably the whole rack of those things yeah <laughs> for sure and typically on the komodos what what rod are you going to pair with that so that particular one i'll usually pair that up with the pch inshore 
We used to have the SCT, which was our spiral carbon technology mm. rods, uh, the inshore rods. We actually discontinued those, and we slid all of those actions into that PCH inshore. Um, you know, so depending on my rod, I like the longer rods. I like that eight foot. Uh, I used to like the old eight foot six and the SCT, but that eight foot PCH, you know, you're going to get enough distance where you can really cast that thing. For my inshore, like if I'm fishing Newport Harbor and I want to throw the A rigger, the Long Beach wall. I'll actually fish our old EVX rods. We have that seven foot 10 extra heavy, perfect rod, long butt. Um, it was a great little setup, but so if I'm fishing, you know, for the El Dorado trip, I will definitely pair that up with uh, one of the PCH inshore rods and they, they work awesome. Very cool. I might have to talk to you about that. Yeah, they're, they're great. I love, um, you know, I got a, the old SCT rod and, uh, Dude, I love that thing. That's awesome. I mean, I I understand, but those uh, CT rods, pretty badass. They were they were awesome. They accounted for a lot of big tuna deaths as well. Yeah, yeah, that's for damn sure. So anyway, you know, speaking of tuna, speaking of bass, I know Okuma done plenty for this industry and also for the sport boats as well because you have Okuma has plenty of sponsor trips throughout the year, almost on a lot of different boats up from San Diego all the way up to. Oxnard. We do. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got several partnerships that we work with. Um, you know, actually for this, so you know, we would let's let's go back a little bit. So in general, we would have a lot of sponsored trips throughout the year. On a normal, uh, you know, normal pre-pandemic type of year, we can see you know ten to fifteen sponsored trips um, from San Diego up to Oxnard. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, last year we narrowed down a little bit because of the um, you know the social distancing. Didn't want anybody to get sick. Uh, we did do a few sponsored trips this year. I don't currently have really anything on the books. Um, there's one long trip on the Excel that always happens in, I think, April. It's like a 16-day trip. That's a long-standing trip, so that's going to happen. Uh, we've got the CCA trips coming up, but we've got partnerships with um, you know several boats. The Ranger 85, he fishes out of San Diego as well as Oxnard. Tribute, you know, Mike Pritchard on the Tribute, he's been a big supporter of Okuma for years. Out of uh, Seaforth, we do quite a bit with him. Um, you know, we got several boats, the Poseidon, the Constitution, all awesome Okuma boats. Uh, the XL, um, if you talk to the Red Rooster 3, he's been fishing the Makairas and the Cortez reels of all things for several years. Mm-hmm. I don't leave anybody out, but I mean, there's, there's just some great boats that have been fishing Okuma. El Dorado that we're going to go on, that's been an Okuma boat for a while as well. Uh, a lot of fun out there. You know, there's, there's some great fishermen that want to fish. And, you know, most of these captains are all fishermen to start with. And they, they know what the, you know, a quality product is. They're not going to put something, you know, guys, especially nowadays, the trips are so expensive to get on these boats. They want to put a quality piece of equipment in their hand. They don't want them to have a bad experience and not come back. Yeah. Great point. Great point. And also you just mentioned, you know, um, Okuma is going to be sponsoring the Inland Empire chapter boat and charter challenge. That's going to be exciting. That is a good time. Unfortunately, it canceled last year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was tough. You know, we finally, I think, that was, I guess that was a litany of things, right? I mean, the boat yeah. we were supposed to go on ended up not happening. We finally got the correct boat that we were going to get onto, which we're going to use this year. Mm-hmm. But then ended up what, where we were headed was like 40 to 50 knot winds and 25-foot seas or something stupid. Yep. <laughs> so canceled altogether. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, tell us how that works. Yeah, so just to refer back to last year, we had two boat cancellations and weather at the la- at the last minute. Within two weeks of the trip, too. So finding a last-minute boat, a little bit difficult, but we managed, and ultimately it ended up getting canceled because of weather. Um, Incredible. (laughs) I probably got some more gray hairs out of that whole week for sure. Uh, But anyway, for this year, 2022, 
Uh, Charter Challenge. SoCal Charter Challenge is October 9th to the 11th. Um, We've got four different boats representing four different chapters. Um, The IE chapter is going to be on the Ocean Odyssey this year. Um, We're super stoked on that. The San Diego chapter is going to go back to the Tomahawk. Um, And then we've got the Orange County boat on the Fury once again out of Dana Wharf. And the LA boat is going to be on the Pride um, out of 22nd Street Landing. Um, Like I said, uh, October 9th to the 11th. It's a two-day trip this year, so that should be fun. It's always been a day and a half. And um, all of the pricing, all of the spots are available right now, and they're actually going quick. Um, you guys on the IE boat, they're, uh, they're actually going really, really, really quick. Good. That's, uh, you know, I do kind of feel bad for all the other chapters. Uh, you know, <laughs> since we all have the IE fishermen, solid, <laughs> solid group right there. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I was with you guys a couple years ago, and it, it was a fun group for sure. For sure. When you get people like Davey and Darren and um, our good friend Steve Ricard all in the same boat, um, it's it's a good time. <laughs> it is a good time. It's uh, I, you know hopefully hopefully we can all make it happen this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Mr. Brown, your personal outlook for 2022. What do you think are, things are going to shape up to be for uh, for the year of 2022? Fishing or just everything? Uh, <laughs> let's stick with fishing because everything will be here for hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Heck, I don't know. Let's see if, uh, you know, if CCA keeps fighting our battles for us the way they've been doing, we're going to be able to continue fishing, which is what we all want to do. But, you know, they, they kind of predicted an El Nino year this year, so you didn't know what was going to happen. But, heck, we've already got bluefin out front here. There's already been some sign of some yellowtail at the islands. It's, you know, it's, it's looking good. Everything's shaping up great. You know, show-wise, as a manufacturer, the show... The shows have been interesting. You know, we were just talking about that before we got started. Okuma itself, we actually canceled out of the January and February shows. I know the ISE show is going on this week up in Sacramento, but I've seen some pictures where just about everybody's pulling out of that show. We did pull out of the Miami Boat Show. Um, you know, that's like mid-February. The next thing I've got on the docket is the uh, Bassmaster Classic out in South Carolina. That's in uh, March. Uh, from there, you know, we'll, we're just going to kind of play it by ear. ICAST will happen in July out in uh, Orlando. Uh, you know, it is Florida, so everything happens in Florida. <laughs> but, uh, you know, going forward, heck, we've got some great charters that are going to happen with CCA. We've got some great fishermen. You know, come join us. Let's have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. We've got plenty of different events. Um, you know, we talked about the banquet coming up at Okuma on October 1st. That's going to be a fun one. And along with all of our six other chapters um, having banquets this year, we're actually doing it, uh, I guess, the way it kind of should be. Um, Last year, it was kind of a mess with COVID and us being shut down the first half of the year. But I kid you not, guys, we had banquets or events every weekend from like end of July all the way up to November. It was absolutely brutal. But um, this year, we've actually hopefully, knock on wood if everything goes well, all of our different events are all spread apart. That's great. Yeah, that's the way it should be, right? It's I feel bad for you and Wayne and the guys <laughs> that have to go every week to every city and every county and from where uh, Bakersfield all the way down. Yeah, Bakersfield South, but you know, honestly, it's um, you know, I couldn't think of a better person in Wayne Cotto to to basically take that yeah, job. He's all right. <laughs> yeah, Wayne yeah, is a good sure. guy. If you guys haven't met Wayne and Chris, I mean, get out, shake these guys' hands. There's some great events coming up. You know, the golf tournament was awesome this last year. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. These charters are great. But if you get to go to one of these banquets, I know the Orange County one I've been to several times, and they've done that uh, like casino night. That's a blast. 
Uh, this last year we did that golf tournament with those guys. Uh, the San Diego banquet I've been to several times as well, but with hanging out with Ollie and all the team down in San Diego is a fun time as well. Yeah, it's going to be a very productive, very great year for CCA, I'm predicting, hopefully, for, for 2022. We're excited. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Davey, I know we have to uh, get you out of here, but uh, how do we find you? How do we uh, go and uh, pull on some Okuma stuff? So head to your local retailer if you want to pull on anything. We actually do not have a showroom at the Okuma facility, but if you want to get in touch with me personally, my email is dave at okumafishingusa.com. Head over to okumafishingusa.com. That's the website for Okuma. Fish Lab Tackles, the website for Fish Lab, and Soft Steel USA is the website for the line. Um, it's, it's been great being here. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said before, we really appreciate Okuma, all the, all the things that you guys do for CCA. Um, I know we just re-upped their sponsorship for 2022, so thank you again. And uh, I'm really looking forward to a, a great year with, with all you guys and all, everyone at Okuma. Awesome. Let's see you guys on some boats. Get in touch with Chris. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, my man. Guys, once again, ccacalifornia.org is our website. Make sure to uh, log on and check us out. You can also uh, like us on Facebook at Coastal Conservation Association of California and on Instagram, follow us at CCA California. Um, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Please make sure to go and leave us a great review, hopefully, and uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and uh, all that good stuff. And once again, very much appreciate all of the uh, good vibes and the uh, basically all the love um, for our launch that just happened this week. My name is Chris. I'm your host, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much.